Hey friends, welcome back to The Catwalk. My name is Clark Cowden. I'm your host for this podcast, and I want to thank you for joining with me for this week's message. Today, we're wrapping up our series on the foundations of faithful Christian living by talking about the importance of perspective. Perspective involves how we see the world, how we look at creation, how we look at life itself, and how we look at other people. How we see the world is often not determined by how it actually is, but how we actually are. We see the world through our set of glasses, and sometimes that doesn't give us a good perspective on what's actually happening. We really need to learn to see the world from God's perspective. How do we begin to do that? I invite you to sit back and relax and reflect on this message on the foundation of perspective. Wilson Bentley took his first photo micrograph of a snowflake on January 15, 1885. He said, under the microscope, I found that snowflakes were miracles of beauty. Every crystal was a masterpiece of design and no one design was ever repeated. Bentley was right. No two snowflakes are the same. Scientists estimate that there are 10 to the 158th power of snowflake possibilities. Wilson Bentley has taken 5,381 photographs of snowflakes. His curiosity never waned. In fact, he died on December 23, 1931, after walking six miles in a snowstorm. He died doing what he loved. The Intuit dialect of Canada's Nunavik region has at least a dozen words for snow. They have a nuanced appreciation for and understanding of the different kinds of snow. Some of us can tell the difference between powdery snow and slushy snow, but during our winter season, I wonder how many people take the time to consider how many different kinds of snow there are and how many different kinds of snowflakes God has created. When we look out at God's vast creation, do we appreciate all the variety that God has brought into being? There are approximately 2,000 thunderstorms on earth at any given moment. Lightning strikes happen about 40 times every second, which is 3.46 million times per day. The earth is spinning on its axis at 1,000 miles per hour, yet somehow we are able to maintain our balance. 
Our planet is speeding through space at 67,000 miles per hour. And we don't even get dizzy. And even on a day when you don't get much done, you did travel 1.6 million miles through space. When was the last time you thanked God for keeping us in orbit? When was the last time you knelt down at the end of the day and said, Lord, I wasn't sure we were going to make that full rotation today, but you did it again. I don't know that any of us pray that way because God is so good at what he does that we take it for granted. The angels praise God every day for who God is. Every day, the angels thank God for what he has done. If we could see all the things God is doing every single day, and if we had a different perspective, we would praise God every day too. I don't think we see the world as it is. I think we see the world as we are. Some people see the world through rose-colored glasses. Some see the world through blue or gray-colored glasses. We see the world from our own limited perspective. If we have a good job, good income, good family, good friends, we think the world is a good place to live. If people are attacking us, if our family is dysfunctional, if we are not appreciated at work, if we have poor health, if we run out of money at the end of each month, we think the world is a bad place to live. We see the world from our point of view. What would it be like if we could see the world from God's point of view? What would it be like if we could see the world through God's glasses? If we could see the miracles of this world through the vision of the Bible, how would our perspective change? How would it expand? How amazed would we be every day? Perspective is one of the foundations of faithful living. If we want to see the world through God's eyes, what is God's perspective on the world, on life, and on people? First of all, what is God's perspective on the world? Psalm 19, 1 through 6 says this, The heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. 
It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. Every day, if you look up at the clouds in the sky, they are declaring the glory of God. Every night, if you look up at the moon and the stars, they are declaring the glory of God. Though they aren't using our human language, they are pouring forth their own speech and revealing knowledge about how the universe works. Though they don't use our words, <clears throat> their voices are going out into all the earth, to every corner of our world. How often is our perspective of the world shaped by the magnificence of God's creation? The psalmist says, if we could see how stunningly beautiful our world is, it would be like a groom coming out of his chamber and walking into the wedding ceremony, looking the best he's ever looked in his life. If we could understand the joy that our created world feels towards God, it would feel like a champion who's rejoicing at having run the best race of his life. The praises of God shout from one end of the heavens to the other. They keep going in orbit without end because our universe is so spectacular. After all this time, our science is still just scratching the surface of how much creation is out there, how it all works, and how fantastic it all is. In December of 1968, Apollo 8 left the Earth's orbit and circled the moon 10 times. On Christmas Eve, astronaut Bill Anders grabbed his camera and started taking pictures. He took the iconic picture of our world, which has been called Earthrise. It gave us a view of our world that we had never had before. The view from outer space has a way of changing our inner space. Psychologists have conducted interviews with more than 100 astronauts and cosmonauts after they returned to Earth. What they found is that after their return, they were less focused on individual achievements and personal happiness and more concerned about the collective good. Apollo 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell said, you develop an instant global consciousness, an intense dissatisfaction with the state of the world, and a compulsion to do something about it. Their perspective had changed. They got out of their bubble. They got out of their small corner of the world, the small slice of life they lived in, and they saw the world from a different vantage point. It changed their perspective in dramatic ways. They experienced a paradigm shift that put our world in perspective.
This is what God is doing in us. God is giving us an alternative perspective of our world from what we see and hear on our screens. We read the Bible every day because this book is what can help us see life from God's perspective. And when we understand that better, it changes how we live. Perspective is part of the foundation of faithful Christian living. A second aspect we want to understand is God's perspective on life. Philippians 2, 3 through 11 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. In one sense, Jesus is like the astronaut who comes back down to earth from outer space. He was wanting to give us a different perspective on life. There have been increased conversations in recent days about the possibility of other life forms existing out in the universe. Jesus was like a being from another world who came to us to give us a different perspective on life. As Paul writes here to the church in Philippi, Greece, he says that we are to have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, the same perspective that he had. One of the key elements of Christ's mindset was that we should not do anything out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. We shouldn't just be looking out for our own interests. We should be looking out for the interests of others. Jesus wants us to be humble, valuing others more than ourselves. That mindset seems to be in short supply these days. The attitude of the world we live in is that we should love things and use people. The Bible teaches the opposite. Instead of loving things and using people, the Bible teaches us to love people and use things. In 1543, Nicholas Copernicus published a book that identified the sun as the center of our solar system. 
Up until that time, most people assumed that the sun revolved around the earth rather than the earth revolving around the sun. Copernicus's perspective was the exact opposite of practically everybody else in the world. We are still fighting the Copernican revolution today. Many people still believe the world revolves around them. But the truth is our lives actually revolve around the sun of God. When Rick Warren wrote his book, The Purpose Driven Life, he started off by saying, it's not about you. He said that is one of the most countercultural things you can say in today's world. Nearly everything in society, songs, video games, TV shows, news stories, and advertisements, encourages you to think about yourself first. But, he said, the more you lead a self-focused life, the more you're prone to discouragement. When we forget that it's not about us, we get full of pride or fear or bitterness. It's not about you. God puts you on this earth and he has a message he wants to communicate to the world through you. But your life message isn't about you. It's about Christ. One of the foundations of faithful Christian living has to do with our perspective on life. And Philippians 2 reminds us to have the same perspective that Jesus had, to value others more than ourselves. And finally, God wants us to have his perspective on people. Ephesians 2, 1 through 10 says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So what is God's perspective about us? 
If you are a Christian, God's perspective is that you used to be dead in your transgressions and sins. You used to follow the disobedient spirit in our world, the ways of this world, and the ruler of the kingdom of the air. But even then, God had this great love for you that you knew nothing about. And because God is rich in mercy, when you believed in Christ, he moved you from death to life. You were saved by the grace of God alone, through faith in Christ alone. You are God's handiwork. God does not make junk. Everything God makes is valuable. You are more valuable to God than you realize. God created you to do good works, and he will help you do good works every single day. In his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey told a story about riding on the subway in New York City. People were quietly minding their own business when a father entered the subway car with his children. The children started yelling at each other and throwing things. Meanwhile, the father kept his eyes closed, oblivious to the chaos his kids were causing. After exercising as much patience as possible, Covey turned to the father and said, Sir, your children are really disturbing a lot of people. I wonder if you couldn't control them a little more. Suddenly aware of the situation, the father responded, You're right. I guess I should do something about it. We just came from the hospital where their mother died about an hour ago. I don't know what to think. And I guess they don't know how to handle it either. In that moment, Stephen Covey's perspective changed completely. His irritation dissipated and it was replaced with empathy. He experienced a paradigm shift. When Tim Keller would be asked to explain the gospel, he would say it means we are always far more sinful than we realize and far more loved than we can understand. We're always far more sinful than we realize and far more loved than we can understand. That's what this passage in Ephesians 2 is all about. We were dead in our transgressions. We were lifeless. We were just going through the motions. We didn't realize that God was already reaching out to us and how much Christ had already done for us. We didn't realize how special we were to God, how important, how valuable. We didn't see ourselves from God's perspective. 
One of the foundations of faithful Christian living is perspective. It's learning to see creation through the eyes of God and learning to see how creation is praising God every single day. It's learning to see life through the eyes of God where we realize the world doesn't revolve around us. We revolve around the Son of God. And it's not all about us. And it's learning to see people through the eyes of God, that we are God's very special handiwork, and that he created us to do good works. In God's eyes, every single person is special in their own way. And when we learn to see things from God's perspective, it changes what we do every day. God bless. Stay safe. See you soon.